Welcome to Law Technology Now with host Monica Bay, Editor-in-Chief of Law Technology News. Hear the latest about technology for the legal community. If it's tech, it's a topic right here. Welcome, everybody. I'm delighted to be here today. We have an amazing program for you. It's jam-packed this time. We have four guests, and we're going to break it into two segments. Our topic today is jobs. Um, who would have thought a year ago that the banks would implode and the 600 EDD vendors would start to become a little bit less and that law firms would start and vendors would start laying people off in droves. But that is the reality we're dealing with. I'm a firm believer in Darwin. My favorite uh, uh, Chinese proverb is crisis is danger and opportunity. And I have two guests today that are proof positive of that proverb. Um, before we get to them, we're going to go through a little bit of housekeeping here. want to let you know that you can listen to Law Technology Now three different places. You can find us on uh, our Law.com site, which is www.lawtechnologynow.com. You can find us on our partner, Legal Talk Network site, which is www.legaltalknetwork.com. And my personal favorite, iTunes. I just love the fact that I was that you can go on iTunes and get us. That just makes me smile. Um, two people in our legal tech community pretty much became the poster children for LTN this winter. Uh, both of them, I was very impressed with. I've known for quite a while, knew how well respected they were in the legal community, and was very impressed with how they handled getting pink slips, and how quickly both of them got new jobs. And I'm talking, of course, about Babs Deacon, who is now Director of Consulting and Data Analytics with Integrion. I hope I pronounced that right. And Mark Reichenbach, who left I-365 and is now with uh, Capital Legal Solutions. I guess his first job is to tell them to change their name and get rid of solutions, but that's another program. Um after we talk with them, we're going to take a short break, and we're going to tell you all about a very exciting breakfast we're going to have at Legal Tech West Coast. I'm going to have Chris Braun of, of Incisive Media's Law Jobs with me, as well as a guest from the L.A. County Bar, Seth Chavez, and the L.A. County Bar is co-sponsoring this wonderful breakfast. It's called Greening Your Career, and it's a networking uh, breakfast where we're inviting job seekers to come on and have breakfast with us. And we're inviting the vendors and law firms, and they don't have to be hiring. They can just be there to support, to come on in. And we're going to uh, have an opportunity to network and also to listen to some speakers. And Babs and Mark are both speakers. So that's our quick intro. We flipped a coin to determine who got to go first, and it's ladies first. Babs Deacon, tell our listeners about your situation and what lessons you learned over the last three or four months. Okay, well, I was working for an e-discovery company, SPI, and they decided to go out of the e-discovery business. So that was nice for me in only in that I didn't feel you know, singled out. My company didn't exist anymore. And everybody in the industry knew that I and all of my colleagues needed jobs. So I didn't need to keep any secrets, which is, I guess, one of the ways that I became a poster child, as you say. <laughs> but that actually proved for you to be 
quite a relief. You, now, you are the author of one of the articles in our June issue of Law Technology News, and you talk about your experience going through this process. How did you approach it? And and, and I love the fact that you decided that you were had a new employer, and the new employer's name was Babs Deacon. Right. Well, I, I just I didn't want to feel guilty, and I didn't want to feel oh, really pressured kind of in my in, at home and, you know, my home office that every day I got up and I was unemployed. So I made it a project, and I decided that I was in charge, and so that if I wanted to spend half of the day going antiquing, um, which made me feel great, that the new boss said that was okay. Um, but my, you know, my number one job was to get a job. And, you know, one of the things that I thought really worked was being honest with people about the fact that I needed a job. And a lot of times people are a little nervous about doing that, right? Yeah, but I think that I was lucky in that it, the circumstances um, that my company went out of business, you know, there was no stigma attached. But it is a little scary to have to call people and say, hi, I don't know if you heard, but my company is, is not doing this anymore. But it was a little easier given the circumstances. But I just decided that I was going to um, tell as many people as possible. And people were enormously generous with their own networks and with their time. People took me out to lunch just to chat me up and, and keep me a part of the community. One of the things that, that I was really touched by, and I don't just, I'm not saying this because Mark is on the call, but people that I knew that were also out of work kept the fact that I needed a job in mind. And I know I had a conversation at some point with Mark where he said, oh, I'm talking to such and such group, and I think that there would be, you would be a great fit there as well. And I was just flabbergasted that somebody who needed a job would think about me. I think that's a testament to our community, too. I totally agree. So the networking was great. I put out quite a few resumes, but only to people that I knew or people that I knew who knew people. You know, I didn't do a blanket thing. I just talked to people regularly. I continually followed up. I kept records as to, you know, it was a project as to whom I spoke with when. And in the end, I did, in fact, get a job with, with folks that I knew and I knew quite well. It took a while. It took a while for us to figure out how I would fit into the organization. Now, you talked in your article a little bit about about the perception of being Rocky Road, more complex, if you will, than being vanilla and perhaps fitting right in a square peg rather than a round hole or whatever that expression is. And before we turn to Mark quickly... Tell us how you were able to negotiate your new position with Integrion so that it capitalized on the strengths that you felt you presented. Well, I had to find people that shared, shared my vision. And that, so that was part of the selection process. I would talk to people and, and I had an issue where they said, oh, you know, you should be in charge of sales because you're, so, you're a great networker and you know people. And that, but I didn't want to do that for a living. And I think also and I say this in the article, that my failing, I think, was how I crafted my resume because I have been in this business so long that I've done a lot of things, and I've done them in depth. Um, and w- but most people look at my resume and they just assume that I have a, just a knowledge of these kinds of things generally, and I, you know, after 23 years or whatever, you don't. So I have to say, if I were going to start again tomorrow or the next time I need to get a job, 
I would do a much better job of sitting down with myself and figuring out and describing the job that I want and making my resume really adhere to that in a more forceful way. And you can read more about this in Bab's article that's in the June issue of LTN. We're going to turn next to Mark Reichenbach. Mark, tell us your your situation and what the key lesson was that you learned while you were transitioning to your new job. Well, thank you, Monica, first of all. Uh, my situation was one that, that uh, although I'm, I'm under a confidentiality agreement now, um, I was part of a reduction in force at Seagate I-365, and... Um, it, it caught me off guard, although I, I think there was just a, a, a small voice in the back of my mind that said, look, the economy is not doing great right now. You look at an organization that doesn't hit their quarterly numbers, um, not to say that they hadn't, and, um, and start to get the handle that you know, you know, some higher salary employees may be vulnerable. Um, I was clearly a, a, a marketing and sales resource that was being drawn upon, so I, I think that you know, in the back of my mind, I knew that there was a possibility that this was going to happen. Um, however, that being said, two kids, two mortgages, um, the, the fear was great uh, once the actual event took place. Um, very similar to Barbara, I, I took great uh, strength from our community, and, and a wonderful community it is. Um, people very kind and, and very understanding. Um, again, Barbara pointed out beautifully there was no stigma whatsoever associated with being unemployed. Um, I felt uh, free to be very candid with everyone that I talked to about what had happened. And, and I think that's either born out of just um, you know, sheer craziness or, or the, the fact that being confident in what you do and what you've done and, and who you are helps you kind of navigate through this time. And Mark, you actually have landed in a position that was created for you. We have just a quick moment, but can you uh, tell the listeners what the lessons you learned in in getting to the point where you were able to negotiate a new position? Yes, I, I would say there's some really key things. One, be proactive. Do not, um, as Barbara said, project manage it to yourself. Own it. Um, Another one would be show enthusiasm about your potential employer's organization. Do your homework. Um, when you speak to them, know what you're talking about and, and look for opportunities where you can contribute. Um, do not uh, shy away from smaller organizations or, or larger organizations. Try to see where you can bring value to either and, and be, be very clear about how you do that. Um, my... Uh, personal observation, and I don't say this to, to take people away from the recruiting um, component of this, but I was um, only able to get offers, and I, and I had three total, uh, through my efforts alone. Uh, recruiters were very capable of, of kind of introductions, but nothing really came out of it, and I think that was more out of the, the market of, of organizations not wanting to use recruiters right now uh, do the extra cost, and I think frustrating for them, frustrating for me, yes. So it sounds like what I'm hearing both of you say is be proactive, get out there, and and make your mark, and don't be shy about talking to just about anybody. It sounds like networking was a key key thing. Even in the short time we've chatted with Mark and Babs, it's clear that there's some very strong lessons that come out of this, uh, not just networking, but taking the initiative and, and kind of defining your universe and defining and telling your potential employers how you might be able to help their agenda. 
Uh, both Babs and Mark will be speaking at our breakfast at Legal Tech West Coast. And after we take a short break, we're going to tell you a whole lot more about that breakfast. You're listening to Law Technology Now. you interested in sponsoring programs on the Legal Talk Network? We'd love to have you on board. Contact our sales department today at 781-551-9960. Did you know that Legal Talk Network podcasts are also available as CLE? Visit Law.com's CLE Center at www.clecenter.com. That's clecenter.com to enjoy listening and get CLE credit. Hi, I'm Monica Bay. Welcome back to Law Technology Now. Uh, we are having a fantastic program. We, the first segment was with Babs Deacon and Mark Reichenbach, who both went through being laid off and getting brand new jobs, and will be speaking at our Greening Your Career Breakfast at Legal Tech West Coast on June 25th. And we're going to tell you a little bit about that now. This will be held from 745 to 845. It's free. It's open to anyone in the community that is either looking for a job or wants to support folks that are looking for a job. We're inviting vendors, law firm folks. We are co-sponsored by the Los Angeles County Bar Association, and we have the fantastic Seth Chavez with us, and we have Chris Braun, who is the head of Law Jobs, which is Incisive Media's program, and they're going to tell you a little bit about how they are participating and what else they are doing to help those of us in our legal technology community who are transitioning. In our June issue, uh, our cover story is on the job project that is being done by George Sosha and Tom Gelbman of the EDRM group. They are working to help define jobs, try to make it a little bit easier. We even have devoted our up-close feature to profile Jerry Howard, who is a New York area uh, uh a paralegal and and researcher who's looking for a job. So we gave him that format. And we, of course, have hyped our breakfast. The breakfast again, June 25th. The first half of it is going to be an opportunity just to mingle. And in the second half, we're going to have round tables where at each table, we will have a speaker who has gone through a transition and we'll talk about how he or she handled it. Among the speakers, in addition to Babs and Mark, are going, we have about eight, and they're going to include John Tredenick, who was a litigation partner at Holland and Hart until he spun off Catalyst Repositories. We have uh, John Lipsy, who was a practicing lawyer and then went to work for vendors and is now with Martindale Hubble Connected. We have uh, Tom Collins, who, after selling Juris, uh, is writing murder mysteries and battling successfully cancer. He's a cancer survivor. And those are just a handful of them. So you got to come. It's free. And I want to turn the mic first over to Seth Chavez. Seth, tell us a little bit about what's up at LA County Bar and how you guys are reaching out and, and helping folks who are in transitions right now. Well, for, foremost, we're absolutely delighted to support the breakfast. Uh, we jumped on it as soon as we heard about it. It fits right into uh, what, what LACBA is doing right now in terms of career support. Some of the things we've done uh, recently is we just launched a, a new career support forum. It's an email listserv, um, and that's specifically for folks who have been displaced or maybe they're dealing with the deferment. Uh, we have a lot of uh, recent graduates that are using that. 
we've we've had uh, we've had a few events recently, um, which are which are focused specifically on networking. Uh, we had an event also recently with some uh, local recruiters who gave some advice on uh, how uh, attorneys who might be displaced or who are looking to move move around. Um, um, to give to give them some advice, and uh, another thing we've done generally is just to refocus our member benefits to focus on things like networking and building business and that sort of thing. Um, if anyone wants more information about the career form or any of that kind of thing, you can go to lacba.org forward slash jobs. And uh, once again, we're just happy to participate with the breakfast, and I'm happy to be here with you and uh, also and also with Chris. Well, I'm just so delighted to have you join us. We are so appreciative. And Chris Braun is the head of Law Jobs, which is uh, Incisive Media's resource for everything from resumes. And Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit about Law Jobs and, and what we're going to be offering the participants at the breakfast? Sure. Thank you, Monica. Um, I'm also thrilled to participate and really see this as the beginnings of um, what I'd like to have be uh, sort of a kickoff of law jobs, what I characterize as our pro bono commitment to the community. Um, as you mentioned, you know, law jobs is the incisive media website for jobs. It pulls together both job openings from all incisive media publications and websites, but also includes the career center, which is really a great resource for those people, particularly that are in transition. Um, we're going to offer um, to the candidates at the uh, breakfast. Uh, obviously, the same thing they can get to any candidate can get, which is to put their resume on the Law Jobs website. That doesn't cost anything. And further, to um, s- sign up for the Career Center uh, weekly email alert. That's also free. And the one point I would make is that the Law Jobs and the Career Center will never charge candidates, unlike what some folks are doing in the marketplace currently. Um, we're also going to offer to our uh, mentors, if you would, the people that will be speaking, that if they've got a posting or a position, they can put that up for free through the end of the year, um, try to get them to, you know, stimulate some, uh, some openings for people that are in the audience, and they can also get access to the resume database. So that will be an incentive for the candidate participants to get in and put their resumes into the Law Jobs resume database. Um, we're also going to hopefully be announcing um, the Public Interest Law Jobs website, which will be a site that will post public interest jobs, full-time public interest positions, at no charge to the posting agency. Um, and that uh, is done as a kickoff to the Law Jobs' long-term pro bono commitment to the public interest community um, and also to try to help kickstart some uh, work for people that have either been displaced or deferred from, from law firm jobs. So we're excited to get that going and to participate. And speaking of which, that's, that leads me right to another article we're running in the June issue of Law Technology News that is by uh, Pam Weitz of Pro Bono Net, and that outlines how lawyers who are in transition, as Chris said, perhaps you've taken the deferral, perhaps you are were laid off, and how you can use Pro Bono Net as a way to find jobs where you can be uh, honing your legal skills and working in legal skills and getting valuable experience while you are either 
unemployed or taking advantage of some of the deferred start dates that are going on. And our CEO, Bill Pollack, is on the board of Pro Bono Net, and we've had just a wonderful relationship with, with them, and we totally support the amazing um, – they have a Pro Bono Net manager that many of the law firms use technology to help them manage their pro bono caseloads. A few last-minute thoughts. If you are planning to come – you don't have to RSVP, but if you do, we'll have a badge ready for you. And you can send that to lawtech at incisivemedia.com. Everyone who attends the breakfast will be invited free of charge to the keynote address and also to the exhibit hall. So we're trying to give everybody a little helping hand here. If you are coming and you are not a job seeker, if you would stop by your local store and pick up a small gift card. Maybe it's for Macy's or a gas card or Starbucks or anything. doesn't have to be a lot. can be five bucks. Bring it along. We'll set it aside. And we want to give them as party favors to the folks who are job hunting. Just a little day brightener, something to say we're thinking of you. Again, if you'd like more information on the breakfast, you can find it at tinyurl slash ltwcbkf or just visit the Common Scold. I wish we had another hour. I want to thank Seth and Chris for taking time from their schedules to come and talk to us about the June 25th breakfast at Legal Tech West Coast. A few last-minute words as we close out the podcast. To remind you, you can find us at www.lawtechnologynow.com. You can also find us at our partner's site, which is www.legaltalknetwork.com. You can find us on iTunes. And last but not least, I want to thank our guests and also special thanks out to Law.com's Jill Winward and David Jasper and to Luann Reeb, Scott Hess, Mike Hockman, and Kate Kenny at the Legal Talk Network. I'm Monica Bay. You've been listening to Law Technology Now. Law Technology Now is produced by the broadcast professionals at the Legal Talk Network. Thanks for listening. Join Monica Bay for next month's podcast on the technology issues affecting the legal profession today.